Welcome to our January 27th midweek worship service from North Coast United Methodist Church. May the blessings of the Lord Jesus Christ continue to be with you throughout this week and drive you towards the weekend. Amen. Please join me in the reading of the scriptures. Our scripture reading for today is found in Mark chapter 1, verse 14 to 20. After John was arrested, Jesus went to Galilee and told the good news that comes from God. He said, The time has come. God's kingdom will soon be here. Turn back to God and believe the good news. As Jesus was walking along the shore of Lake Galilee, he saw Simon and his brother Andrew. They were fishermen and were casting their nets into the lake. Jesus said to them, Come with me. I will teach you how to bring in people instead of fish. Right then the two brothers dropped their nets and went with them. Jesus walked on and soon saw James and John, the sons of Zebedee, they were in a boat, mending their nets. At once, Jesus asked them to come with him. They left their father in the boat with the hired workers and went with them. Let's join together in prayer. 
Precious God, we thank you for giving us what we have. We thank you for providing us gifts, skills, graces that we don't quite comprehend yet. Today, God, as we look at two very dear souls who took what they had and transformed reality, let's take these things and use them so that we can realize that what we have is the best we can do. Be with us today, God, as we go through this conversation. In your son's precious name I pray. Amen. Here we are in our Wednesday midweek service. We're still looking at this scripture from the Gospel of Mark, and we're talking about what it means to be prepared to go forth and do wonderful things in the name of Jesus Christ. Real quick, a reminder, a recap. Sunday, we looked at what it means to no longer look at the nets of the fishermen as anchors that would hold them in place, but to look at the nets as tools that were preparing them for what's next. Tuesday, we looked at this scripture in such a way that we prayed over the things that God is preparing us to do that we don't even know about yet. Today, I want to look at this scripture once again, and I actually i am going to throw in some direct narrative from Matthew chapter 4 today. I, I have referenced it in every conversation, but today I'm going to deal directly with Matthew chapter 4, and I want to talk about what it means to use what we have, to be willing to use the gifts and the graces that God has provided us without hesitation, without worry, without using the phrase, it's not good enough, without using the phrase, will it make a difference? And literally, immediately, putting down our nets so that we can use the tools that we've been equipped with to bless others in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, <laughs> now I can share this scripture the way I did 20 years ago. Now, if you saw the Sunday sermon, you heard me reference how once upon a time, 20 years ago, I used this narrative of the fishermen putting down their nets, and I talked about what it means to step out and to take great steps to face great challenges with no hesitation. To step out and do it. Then it became my responsibility, as we did Sunday, as we've done with our Tuesday conversation, I did want to talk about that we should not just run out and do things that we're not prepared for, but to realize through the example of provenient grace that God is already active, already moving in our lives, already caring for us, already preparing us for these great and powerful things that God wants us to do. And because we know that we are being prepared through God and we are interacting with that preparation through study, through training, through 
refocusing. Through asking the questions, what can I use to do something great for someone else? We're prepared. We can do it. No matter how big or small the gift, we are prepared to interact with the greater world through the reality of what God is doing for us through prevenient grace, preparing us to do great things. I want to use two different scriptures. I want to use some events that happened around the Sermon of the Mount, and I want to use one of the parables of Jesus Christ, and I want to talk about what it means to use what we have to go out and care for the greater world. I'll go ahead and cut to the chase, and I will readdress this after we look at these other two accounts. But I want you to know, I want you to be reminded that there is something big and powerful and wonderful that God is preparing you to do in some very strange and unique ways. I want you to know that there are some great and powerful things that God is preparing you to do so that you can be the hands and feet of Jesus Christ and spark transformation in the greater world. And as soon as we interact with that, as soon as we confirm what those things are in our lives, we have the, the ability to do what is phrased in the scripture of Mark to immediately drop our nets and to go and serve. Here's the account. I want you to realize that whatever that you are blessed with is worthy. Whatever tools, whatever fruits of the Spirit that God has blessed you with, whatever spiritual gift that exists in your life, it can be used. If you look at the silliness of the sermon that I gave on Sunday morning, I proved that even as something as socially awkward as being a professional wrestling fan be can become a tool in communicating the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone else no matter what your gift is, it can be used. Let's go ahead and start this out. Let's look at the accounts of the Sermon on the Mount, and let's talk about this miracle that happens at the end of Jesus Christ's sermon. When Jesus Christ is done, you have all of these people and... You know, there's so much scripture that I love, and I love pointing this out. Uh, one of the phrasings, let's talk about how many people were there. The phrasing is there were 5,000 people and the women and children. So there were the men, there were 5,000 men, and then there were so many more women and children. And at the end of Christ's presentation, after he gives this Sermon of the Mount, as he shares the Beatitudes with those who are listening, Jesus Christ realizes that they have, there's all these people there and they, they need to be fed so that they can go back on their journey full of energy and ready to go. 
So there is a need that exists, and Jesus Christ needs to feed these people. So within this narrative, there's a child. And the child has fishes and loaves, enough for his journey, enough to get back and forth, not so much that he's weighed down by the weight of carrying the food with them, but also it's just enough. It's just enough because he wouldn't have taken more than he's needed because he doesn't want to waste food for the rest of his family. It's just enough because you can't let any of that go to waste. All of it's important, so he's not going to take with him too much and then throw away what's ever left over. He takes just enough. It's his lunch. It's I bring a little lunchbox with me, and it's it would be the equivalent of that for this young man. And Jesus Christ takes what this child has, what he has to give, what he has to share, and he feeds 5,000 people and the women and children. <laughs> the child had what he had. And the question could have been, look at all of these many, many people. The question could have been, look at the 5,000 and the women and the children. And what I have is not enough to take care of that need. What I have will never be substantial enough to care for what's before us. But Jesus Christ shows through the gift of this child that just enough is just enough. The best that we have is the best that can be given. What we have, what we give, what we're willing to share with the passion of our hearts to transform and to touch and care for such a great need, 5,000 people and the women and children. I will always share it that way. Let's look at that in our own lives because I hear it so many times. I said it myself when I started this journey that has led me to this place of being the lead pastor of North Coast United Methodist Church in Oceanside, California. What I have is not enough. I, I used those words. My gifts, my shenanigans is not enough for what needs to be done. I find myself as a lead pastor during a global pandemic, and I worry that what I have is not enough. But there continues to be examples. As long as I give what I have, I give enough. As long as you give what you have, you give enough. Now, if you look at yesterday's video, this conversation that I had with us taking the things that excite our lives, that inspire us, if we look at those things that I shared with you, we see examples that exist in our own communities, in our own world, because someone has taken what they had. They're just enough. It became something big and greater. 
ministries like prayers and squares, ministries like the the Shaw ministry. We we don't have a goodwill, a united way. Uh, we don't have the march of dimes. We don't we don't have these major impactful outreach nonprofit organizations unless once upon a time someone gave what they had that sparked a movement that kept growing and growing and growing that kept growing and growing and growing until they became these agencies that are transforming the world we look at this narrative of this child that brought what he had and it fed everybody. Let's look at it. Now, the next thing I want to look at is more of a parable. I want to look at the parable of the, of the Good Samaritan. I want to look at the parable of the Good Samaritan because sometimes our conversation is not so much is what I have is enough is Am I worthy to do this? It's not a questioning of our gifts. It's the questioning of our identity. It's a questioning of our, our core ideas, our core identity. And am I worthy to be the person who is doing this? As we look at this parable shared by Christ, to portray who is doing the actions of a caring neighbor. We see people who had the status quo, had the responsibilities that would have had them be the ones who were quote-unquote worthy to be the ones to take care of a situation. We had the religious leader who had the status quo, that had the imagery, the responsibilities, that should have been the one in the name of faith care, religious care, take care of this individual, but that individual did not use their gifts because they were worried about how they would appear to other people. You hold this imagery of the of the, the political leader, the person with clout in the community walking by and passes by because they don't want to be confused as being a person that caused the situation to happen. They don't want any part of their identity connected to the need. Sometimes when we have what we think that we need, it becomes the anchor that stops us from doing it. When we look at this parable of the Good Samaritan, it was the person that had nothing to lose. It was the person that only had what they had. They only had what they had. They only had their best. And they took care of the need. They changed the issue. They made care happen. I want us to look at this very specifically because as a small child takes what he has to a situation, it trans 
transforms the lives of so many. As we wonder if what if we're even worthy to do it, the ones that should have that proclaim that they're worthy to do it don't. And then sometimes we have to take what we have because it's all that's being given. As I look again at this parable from the Gospel of Mark, I want to move and talk more about it from Matthew today. Because if you look at the timeline in Matthew, Jesus Christ goes out into the wilderness and and is broken and tempted and he is just laid out because he puts himself in this place of spiritual temptation so that it can be overcome, and Christ knows and sees that he's ready to go. And when he leaves, after he's fed, after he is cared for from that tumultuous event, he goes out, and there's something that he has to do. His first step, Christ's first action, is to put the band together. He's not going out as the person to do this on his own, but Christ, even Christ knows that it has to be done in a community and every gift is important. The fishermen had a common career, but they were still individually different people. The fishermen had a common lifetime preparation because of their career. But they were still radically different people. And as Jesus Christ goes out, He calls them, He says, Come and follow Me, I will make you fishers of people. And Jesus Christ is calling the ones that he not only knew were prepared for the task, but he also knew that their identities, their loves, their skill sets were so varied that Christ's message could meet as many people as possible. As he goes through this time of preparation, this time of care, Jesus Christ was opening the door to make it possible for that message to still be going on. And even Mr. Quiet Guy at 14 years old at Marnsville High School is the lead pastor at North Coast United Methodist Church one day because Christ understood what it meant to empower others to have a place in the story. The empowerment of a small child giving what they had was a greater empowerment that fed their true needs. The spiritual empowerment that comes from the one that had nothing to lose, stepping up to do what absolutely had to be done. Adding those narratives into the greater story so that the greater story can continue to grow and be cared for. I want us to hold that idea in our lives as we move on to this week, as we shift into our next conversations. I want us to hold 
all of that in mind because what I need you to remember is God is preparing you to do something extraordinary. God is preparing you to do something extraordinary. And yes, you have the tools to use because through provenient grace, through provenient preparation, you're being prepared for something. And through the willingness of heart to give what you have, what you have is enough. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you through this conversation. And let's cherish our nets for the way that they have prepared us And let's also drop our nets to step forward into new exciting places to serve Jesus Christ. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. God is love. Amen. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.